0: What kind of stuff are you listening to? Back with more experience. It's the Bo Johnson Experience. On Sports Radio 92.9 The Game.
1: Sports Radio 92.9 The Game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. One more hour left. This is kind of blown by. We are in the depths of the 929 fantasies fantasy draft, the 929 the game listener slash, I guess producer on air talent fantasy league, and it's been a lot of fun. So the last two picks for uh, for Dom is something that I, that I would like to touch on real real quick. So Dom's a Steelers fan, so he did intentionally make some homer picks. One I agree with, one I don't. Now it's not that I disagree completely with one of them, just which is a little not early where for, I would yeah, have done it. Yeah, And that's taking a defense, which is fine. Look, this goes on to the point, like, don't let me decide what you're going to do. Just use me for advice. If you want the Steelers' defense, take the Steelers' defense. Look, you're not going to lose the fantasy league because you took the Steelers' defense in round 12. All right? You may if you take them in round two. <laughs> right. <laughs> so this is the point of the draft. This is where we are, where I I advise people just build, 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 build depth. All right, And it's wide receiver, running back depth. Not tight end, not quarterback, especially not kicker and defense depth. You should never have, in my opinion, you don't need a backup quarterback. You don't need a backup wide receiver, I mean, tight end. And you definitely don't need backup defenses and kickers. All right? For one, you only play one. The only time you're going to need another one is during the backup I mean, during the the bye week for the one that you have. So you're telling me that you're going to draft a quarterback that's going to sit on your bench occupying a valuable bench spot until you get to the bye week of your good quarterback just so you can throw that guy in there. Piece of advice. That guy that you picked as your second quarterback is probably going to be out there on the waiver wire whenever that bye week comes up. Or somebody similar. It's not like you're getting anybody that's groundbreaking in the 12th, 13th round to where you need to draft a backup quarterback. Tight end's the same thing, all right? Now, if you were to take, like, a rookie running back like Anthony Richardson who's going really high in drafts, and you wanted to take somebody like Derek Carr in, like, the 14th, 13th round, who you know is going to provide pretty consistent fantasy numbers, that I'm okay with because you have no idea what Anthony Richardson's, Richardson's going to be, all right? Zero clue. He's being drafted high because of the freakish athlete that he is, and he's, he's going to run. I love running quarterbacks. Running quarterbacks are the best quarterbacks to draft in fantasy football. That's why I kind of choose – I would choose Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen over Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes doesn't run. He makes running plays, but he runs to throw. He doesn't run to run. The other guy is run to run, all right? Um, and then what I did, I picked two rookies. Look, we're in the late stages of the draft. This is where you take – I took Quentin Johnston. He's one injury away from being a number one or two wide receiver on the Los Angeles Chargers, but he's probably gonna start the season as the number three. They got another guy there, and his name escapes me. But Mike Williams. He, he, well, Mike Williams is the two. Oh, Keenan, it's Keenan Allen. Allen. Mike Williams and somebody else. Either way, it'll come to me or it might come to you. Either way. But my point being he's one injury away from being superstar status because he does project it being a very valuable piece to this to the Los Angeles Chargers. All right. Um, I would take a Quentin Johnston in that situation over somebody, possibly like a Mike Thomas, who's going a lot earlier than the fourth, thirteenth round or whatever we're in. But the veteran guy, who's kind of on the in the twilight of his career, or the rookie with a lot of upside. All right, Michael Thomas is going to provide you with good floor because he's going to get his catch. He'll probably catch eighty-eight, ninety balls maybe this season. That's a pretty good floor. I don't know how many touchdowns he'll score. You know. But Quentin Johnston, if he gets to get on the field, he has super upside, much more upside than Mike Thomas. But this is also the 13th round of the draft. Throw some darts. All right, the other pick that I made right before that one was Roshon Johnson, who's had a great camp. Khalil Herbert's the starter in Chicago. Roshon Johnson's looked good. But if Khalil Herbert gets hurt, it's the Roshon Johnson show. Along with Dom's last pick, he took Jalen Warren. Jalen Warren is probably the best handcuff in the league this season, what a handcuff is, for those of you who don't know, a handcuff is a backup running back drafted because we know for a fact that if the starter gets hurt, that guy is going to be the guy, and there's no question about it. There's not yeah. going to be a committee. Mm-hmm. Alex Madison was that for the last three years with Dalvin Cook. We knew that if Dalvin Cook misses a game, Alex Madison is going to step in and fill in, and you're not going to lose any production. Whereas if somebody else got hurt that has a bunch of backups behind him, like if uh, – If CMC got hurt in Carolina, it was Chuba Hubbard, it was Dante Foreman, it was a bunch of guys, it's a mismatch. You have no Mm -hmm. idea who it's going to be. Jalen Warren is very valuable because, and this is not even to the team that drafts Najee Harris. You don't have to own Najee Harris to draft his handcuff. Because, one, if Najee Harris gets hurt, boom, you've got an RB1 sitting right there. Or you could trade Jalen Warren to the team that had Najee Harris at an escalated value, yep. because now the team that drafted Najee Harris in the, probably the first round mm-hmm. or second has a big gaping hole on their team. So those are just a couple of philosophies um, that I use. Uh, quarterbacks, wait, is that where we're at? Quarterback tiers. Let's run through these real fast. Um,
2: headlines, headlines. Wait, what? <laughs> we are experiencing the headlines in this one. Quarterbacks oh, wait, is next. We're at. We're we're <laughs>
1: yeah,
2: experience the headlines. We're we're all over the place right now. Yeah, we're having you know fun. What I mean? So it's hard doing a
1: live draft. So also, <laughs> also, you are on the clock. Also,
2: I'm pretty scatterbrained and I'm on
1: the <laughs> clock here. All right. So, oh, look, I auto drafted this, the Saints defense. I wasn't paying attention, which is fine. <laughs> well, second to last pick, though. Because so. the, uh, yeah. the Saints have a good defense, and that's who I was going to take anyway. Um, now it's defense kicker with the last two picks of the draft. Wait, but we're, we didn't do kickers in no this No kickers. League. That's right. Because we don't. If you're going to play in a league with kickers, do it the last pick of the draft. Yeah. Justin Tucker's a great kicker. We have no idea year after year who the number one kicker in fantasy is going to be, and it's usually not Justin Tucker. He is that guy some years, but in others he's not. So I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm looking for a guy. All right, Romeo Dobbs, number one pass catcher, arguably. Christian Watson's there too, but we have no – like Romeo Dobbs showed some promise last year. Look, it's the 16th round of the pick. Who cares? My team's completed. I got Romeo Dobbs. I can go back after the draft, and if I don't like Romeo Dobbs when I get home this afternoon and I find somebody else out there – Drop ad, man. Drop yep. ad. Yep. All right. Experience the headlines. That's what we're supposed to be doing right now. For those of you that weren't listening necessarily when the show opened, we're going to get a little bit, bit deeper into these things. All right. So Steelers beat the Falcons on Thursday night, 24 to nothing. There's nothing to see here. The starters didn't play. People are mad. We heard from Coach Art and experienced the NFL. Look, it's going to be okay. If the Falcons come out at full health on next son- two Sundays from now versus the Carolina Panthers, him not starting them on Thursday is going to be a win, regardless of what happens in the game. He says he's seen enough from Desmond Ritter. Just because you haven't, if he has, that's got to be okay with you. All right? Uh, Braves still rolling through, man, rolling through. The, they, they tip off with the Giants at 7 o'clock. Uh, Friday night, man, Strider still rolls. He has a uh, got-the-win, 15-4, seven innings, one earned run, nine strikeouts. Michael Harris, the second. Three for four with two RBIs and a home run. Love that kid. Have have I ever told you my touching Michael Harris story?
2: No, you have not.
1: All right. so And I hope (laughs) you all sitting at home or listening in your car don't mind. But this is a touching story. It's a great story. So I got, like, this Employee of the Month award oh, back like, like in Oh, like touching in as in, like,
2: it was nice. I thought no, you No, I wasn't like... touching Michael Harris. No, <laughs> okay, there was okay. none of that. Nothing creepy. <laughs> there we go.
1: Okay. Hey, man, did I tell you the story about I was walking in the hallway <laughs> at the Braves and I touched Michael Harris? because was.
2: That's where I thought this story was
1: going. Now, okay, No, I can see how good. a story like that would make sense to happen to me because yeah. I do work at Truist Park and yeah. I do see the players all the time right. in the hallway because I work down on field level. All right, real quick. I got this Employee of the Month thing back in, like, May or June. Um. I almost worked and went on the, I got to go on the field to get my little award or whatever. Yeah. Almost worked. They were like, take the night off, come to the game, get your award, watch the game. They gave me tickets and like the outfield somewhere. Cool. I'm like, I'll work. My boss convinced me, no, don't work. Mm -hmm. Come to the game. Yeah. So I did that. So me, Andy Bunker, Abe Gordon, and Olivia went to the game and, um, I got my award and whatever, and we sat out in the alpha. I, I, I spent three innings at Hope and Will Sandlot, the kids' area, but mm-hmm. I got to watch my daughter sit, you know, zip yeah. line and throw yeah. pitches and hit balls off the. It was fun. I don't, I don't mind standing in any line with my daughter. Right, absolutely. All right, so about the seventh inning, we made it back to our seats. We were made aware that, you know, there might be an opportunity for us to get a little bit closer to the game. So we took that opportunity and we went down and watched the game from a little bit closer. Yeah. In that particular game, it was the same Mets series where they had the very first Smoltz, Glavin, um, Frenchie, and Chipper call. Okay. It was the game before that, though. Yeah, Michael Harris comes up, or is the Mets come up in the, in the eighth inning, top of the eighth? A ball is hit out to center field that I think it would have tied it or something. Michael Harris makes this unbelievable over-the-shoulder catch. Bottom of the eighth, Michael Harris hits a home run. To deep center field, it was like one of those cracks off the bat. It was loud as crap. You knew Mm -hmm. it was a home run as soon as he hit it. My daughter and I are super close to the home plate for both those plays, the top of the eighth, bottom of the eighth. Braves win the game. Michael Harris had tied it or whatever. All all the whole way home. I was thinking she was going to get passed. She was going to be passed out on the way home. The whole way home, she she talked about Michael Harris, but not necessarily the home run, the catch that he made. Mm Mm-hmm. She loves playing outfield. I just don't want her to because I want her to play shortstop. And she's better at shortstop than outfield. outfield, At our age level, a whole lot of balls don't get hit to the outfield, quite frankly. Right. Michael Harris, Michael Harris, Michael Harris. She had at this point been talking about who's my favorite Braves player. I want to get a jersey. At the time it was Matt Olson because she plays with Matt Olson on MLB the show. Okay. When we do home run derbies. (laughs) He has the most power. After this night, her favorite player is Matt Olson. Flash forward to Father's Day. It was, a, it was kind of a crappy situation for Charlie Culberson because his dad was scheduled to throw out the first pitch. Mm-hmm. Charlie got DFA'd that same day, mm-hmm. Father's Day. So then they were like, all right, we need to pivot. We shouldn't really have Charlie's dad throw out the first pitch yeah. when he's no longer on the team. Yeah. So they got Michael Harris's dad to throw out the first pitch. Before he goes out onto the field, and this is where a lot of the people end up that go out on the field to do stuff, they end up in the mm-hmm. Truist Club. That's where I work. Yeah. Sometimes they sit at my bar. Sometimes they sit at a table. Sometimes they just stand there. Michael Harris' dad, Mike won, money One, <laughs> sat at my bar while, until it was his turn to go outside mm-hmm. and throw out throw the first out pitch. pitch. Yeah. So I shared that story with him. like, my daughter is your son's – your son is my daughter's favorite, favorite player, player, and right. this is how it happened. Mm-hmm. Since then – Mike One has come into the club a few times. I actually am on the love on. I'm on the you know. I think I I feel like I'm I know him not well. Yeah. Like I'm not going to the barbecue or anything. But right, I know but, him. You know we dap each other when yeah. he comes in. We're on a good relationship where he sits with me when he comes to the games and we and we BS about baseball. They've brought me. Uh, his agent was also sitting there. CJ, shout out to uh, CJ and Mike One. They look. They brought my daughter. Uh, they've given her an autographed card that he signed for her. They've given oh, her awesome. her an autographed bobblehead that he signed for her. Yeah. It's been, a, it's been a great. I love Michael Harris. Love seeing him do well. Love seeing him hitting the two-hole. Wish Ozzy gets back soon. All right, sorry. Uh, so I was telling you earlier about how I just kind of go off on just – Hey, it's great. It's I great. I chase butterflies a lot. <laughs> so, anyways, fast forward to Saturday. Mike Max Freed gets a win. He's 5-1. and one. He went six. Six hits, two earned runs, eight strikeouts. Braves win. Austin Riley hits a home run a lo- really long ways. Um, for those of you that are in college right now, all right, MLB extra innings – is free. All right. Now I'm not sure if you're a, a good enough, not good enough. I'm not sure if you're enough of a baseball nerd to where you would actually use MLB extra innings. I will watch other teams play baseball than aren't the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. I love baseball. Mm-hmm. I play fantasy baseball. That's a big reason for it. But I'll go home at night and you can catch Shohei at 10 o'clock at night because he plays with the Angels on MLB TV. If you're in if you got a student ID or probably only you only need a student email address, MLB.tv is free for the rest of the season. Take advantage of it. I teased a story that I read earlier in the show about an article that uh, I found on ESPN, if I can find it here, a- amongst all of my papers that I'm not even going to end up using. What every MLB contender needs to do from here to October. I'm only going to go over the Atlanta Braves, all right? They need to secure the number one seat. Let me explain to you why this is so very important but also it's the reason why if you think we're not resting our pitchers and you want us to rest our pitchers, why we don't have time to do that right now. We have to get the number one seed, all right? The Dodgers are only a few games back of that number one seed, all right? And if we start resting, resting, and I mean by resting, I mean skipping starts, our pitchers, they very well may catch us. Look, the Dodgers are the second hottest team in baseball right now. The most important thing about that number one seed Is not home-field advantage, although that's great. More games at home for the fans, more games at home for stadium workers like myself. But the most important part of that is the rest. You don't have to play in the first series of the playoffs. And it's not just one game. The wild card round now is a best of three. Yep. And they string it out to an entire week. If you get to take a whole week off and start the playoffs with, Strider, Freed, Morton, or Freed, Morton, Strider, or whatever, they're all going to be well rested, fully rested. The Dodgers are probably going to be starting that next round with like their number three pitcher. Yeah. That's where we get our guys rest. All right. You may not know this unless you look, you know, read between the lines, look beneath the tea leaves, whatever, however you want to put it. But the Braves have done very well with resting their pitchers. Spencer Striders made three starts this entire season on four days rest, and they were all in April. So that means every other start that he's made has been at least on five days rest. We have had the guys coming up like Schuster, who's pitching tonight, I think, and the Dodds and the Smith-Shawvers and all the other guys who have done okay. But we need our guys right now. If Kyle Wright can come back and be effective before the end of the regular season, so be it, but we need to win games. All right, there's only so many times we can go out there and throw Yanni Chirinos out there on the mound, expecting our offense to pick up eight runs because he's going to give up six. I'm sorry. We need to be starting Max Freed every fifth day. We need to be starting Charlie Morton and Spencer Strider every fifth day. We have to win, we have to get home field advantage. We have to get the first round of the playoffs off. Sit at home, that's what we want. Fully rested, rotation, headed in the the second round of the playoffs and we're looking at great things. All right, up next, it's gonna be time for quarterback tiers. Let's talk some fantasy football quarterbacks. We'll also kind of go over how we ended up with our fantasy football draft as it has concluded, it's the Bo Johnson experience. Listen to sports radio of The Game, and you're listening on the Audacy app.
0: T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network, from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours
2: Back to the Bo Johnson Experience.
0: On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game.
1: Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. Only two segments left for us here. So the last segment of the evening, I got two words for you. I just got two words for somebody that... Angers me. Angers me? Makes me angry?
2: Angers, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. They
1: were, if they were standing in front of me right now, I'd give them a big old crotch top in uh, <laughs> pure DX fashion. Uh, things that rich people spend their money on. Kind of teased this one earlier, but it was absolutely hilarious, this whole situation. And then uh, ask each other anything. That's where you come in. Give us a call, 404-726-0929. You can also hit us on the Sullen Brothers Diamond text line. Ask us anything. Like, you can ask Dom or myself. Anything in the world. It can can pertain to sports. It it can pertain to pop culture. It can pertain to food. What's my favorite appetizer when I go to a restaurant? Whatever. Ask us anything. 404-726-0929. That'll be the last segment of the evening. But until then, right now, we've got quarterback tiers for fantasy football. Well, look, quarterbacks are the highest-scoring players in fantasy football pretty much regardless of... Of what the scoring situation is, if it's four point touchdowns, if it's six point touchdowns, so it's PPR, PBD, PBR, PBO. Quarterbacks are it, all right. But there's a lot of them, and you only start one in most leagues. So, just give you a quick a quick uh, draft wrap up here. So Yahoo is going to be sending out emails later about draft grades. I never, ever, ever get a good grade with never. Yahoo.
2: So okay, it doesn't matter what le- whether it's Yahoo, ESPN, CBS does it. It does not matter. I don't think I've ever gotten higher than like a B minus on whatever grade they give me. It's, it's, but it's kind of, it's kind of silly.
1: The like the, uh, the AI that does this or yeah. whatever, it's programmed yeah. to, to penalize you if you take a, a player ahead of their ADP, even if it's only a few picks, yep. it penalizes you. It penalizes you if you don't have backups at every position, which I just don't yeah. do. Yeah. Um, if you're in a situation where you have kickers in your league, but you don't draft one, you want to use the Brian Gephardt strategy, it'll way dock you for, hey, mm-hmm. idiot, you just drafted a draft and you left off a position. So you got to S- take those with a grain of salt. It's, it's kind of a lot of fun.
2: Speaking of, I was going to say, they just sent the email. Guess what my grade is? Oh, you already got it? D B- plus. D, not, D minus? D plus. D D plus? D plus. Yeah.
1: <laughs> that was pretty quick. I drafted with one. Oh, look, I got a B minus. Okay. Let's okay. view the report card, see if we can uh, get anybody else's. Mine says, the headline for
2: mine, the, my team is the Montgomery Folding Chairs, says Montgomery Folding Chairs draft their
1: way to mediocrity. <laughs> mine just says I'm projected to finish fifth in ninety nine nine 929 Fantasies League. Well, that's just wrong. <laughs> Usually on the bottom of this thing, it'll have everybody's grade. I don't see them here, though. Uh. We've got power rankings. A1 Forever is projected to win the league at 13 and 1. Oh, here we okay, go. Okay, yeah, I, I got the league A1 Forever here. got an A. Plus. Garrett got an A. Dylan like to the pylon got an A. Blake and myself, we both got B minuses. To Bobby got a C. You got a D. Plus. Abe Gordon gets a D. The blueprint gets a D and skips ATL Slayers. I wonder if that's skipping the car, skipping the Yamobile. I wonder if that's yeah, skip. Probably. Skip got enough. But. Take that with a grain of salt because (laughs) I've seen many people talk a bunch of trash off of getting an A plus in their Yahoo grade and then finish the season three and freaking 12. So, you know, grains of salts is what you need to be taking those, uh, those Yahoo grades with. All right. Quarterbacks. My biggest piece of advice that I can give to people about drafting quarterbacks, wait. All right. Now look, this doesn't mean that you have to. You don't take my advice. Look, if you're a Patrick Mahomes fan I had somebody take Patrick Mahomes in the uh, second pick overall in a draft that I had last week, and that's a little early for Pat Mahomes, but this guy had the second overall pick, and Patrick Mahomes was not going to be come back to him in the second round, so that's what we talked about earlier. If you like a guy and you want him, freaking draft him. Even if you've got to reach a little bit, that's fine. All right, so there's tier number one, the way-too-early guys. Josh Allen, Jalen Hurts, Pat Mahomes. That's where I would rank those guys if I had to rank them. I like quarterbacks that are going to run. There's a big, strong case right now for Jalen Hurts to be the number one ranked quarterback overall in fantasy, and I got no problem with that because he's going to run. All right, These are your rounds one through three, guys. If you want one of these guys, you're going to have to use one of your picks in the first three rounds to get them. Patrick Mahomes is going in the first rounds of most drafts. Josh Allen is going in the second round of most drafts, and so is Jalen Hurts. So there you go. You're way too early, guys, is what I call this tier. All right, tier two has five quarterbacks in it. This one I am calling the want to leave your draft with tier. This is where I'm targeting. These are one of the guys that I want, all right? Lamar Jackson, Justin Fields, Joe Burrow, Justin Herbert, Trevor Lawrence. Lamar Jackson's going as early as the fourth round. Trevor Lawrence is going as late as the seventh Every one of these guys is going in one of those rounds. Justin Herbert's ADP is the fifth. I just got him in the seventh in the 929 Fantasies draft. Um, You know, a quick draft strategy story real fast. You can go into a draft with a draft strategy, but it's not always going to stay your draft strategy. You have to be ready to pivot. All right, so I was in a draft, and I'll usually – running back, running back is ideal, but if I can't get one of those great running backs early – and somebody takes the mid-tier guys, sometimes I'll go wide receiver, wide receiver, not bad. an eye because there are running backs in the third round that I like, too, like Travis Etienne or Mondre Stevenson. I had a draft last week when the number two overall pick was Pat Mahomes. Because of that, me picking five or six wherever I was, um Robinson fell to me. I don't say he fell to me. He was there at five. I drafted him at five. Now, here's where my strategy got all kerfunkled. I picked five overall all the way back in the second round at, like, pick, what would that be, 15, 16, 17? Saquon Barkley was still there. So, like, what are y'all doing? (laughs) Saquon not only doesn't go in the first round, but he lasts all the way six picks into the second round. So, I took Saquon. You have to. Yeah. He was by far and away the best person on the board, and I'm not sure why he was even there. All right, so then we go. And now we're at the third round. It comes all the way back to me again. And this is, this is where this player's been picked. This is where his ADP is. But he's one of my guys this season because I do believe that he's going to have a great season. It was Ramondre Stevenson was still there. So I'm like, no. Rewind myself. It came back around to me to the third pick, and my brain's telling me, you got to get a wide receiver here. you got to get one of the good wide receivers. Yeah. Well, because Saquon came all the way back to me, all the top-tier wide receivers had been picked. They all went in the first and second round. It's right. PPR. So people do – you know, and some of the guys that should have been gone in the third round even went. That's why um, Saquon made it all the way back to me. So when I got to my third-round pick, I was like, well, hell, if I'd reach for a wide receiver now that I could probably get in the third round, I'm doing myself a disservice because every wide receiver that I was looking at was probably still going to be there in the third round. Mm-hmm. So I took Josh Allen. My like, hell, the best player right there in that situation for me was Josh Allen because all the great wide receivers were gone, and I had right. two of the best running backs. Yeah, already in Bijan and Saquon. So I took Josh Allen. Then lo and behold, it comes all the way back to me again in the fourth round. I got Ramon J Stevenson. Like I could not not take him. <laughs> yeah, I, I had to fourth yeah. round. Yeah, and then I picked five straight wide receivers with my next five picks, and I ended up with the likes of Mike Evans, Nuke Hopkins. Uh, Jordan Addison, um, Christian you ma- Watson, you and made it
2: somebody out great. else. <laughs> you made it out great.
1: Yeah, like, they're older, but they're still going to be catching lots of passes. New Hopkins is the number one receiver on a football team, and he's New Hopkins. Mike Evans, he could be the one or two. He's still Mike Evans. He's still going to run down the field and catch touchdowns. You know, then I have the two young guys, Watson and Addison, like – yeah, so sometimes you gotta you gotta bail on your draft strategy, and take what's best for your team. So, all right, so tier number three. These this tier is called "I waited too late, but it's gonna be okay." These are the guys that are serviceable quarterback ones in your league, and if you if you don't come away with one of these guys, that's when you you may be in trouble. All right, Tua, who Dom ended up with in some late round that. Perfectly fine. As long as he stays on the field, because he's going to run. Yeah, that's the only thing. He's, as long as he stays healthy, I'm good. Uh, Deshaun Watson, who went right around where his ADP is. He went yep. in the eighth round. Uh, Daniel Jones. Absolutely love Daniel Jones, especially with the addition of Darren Waller. Uh, his pass catchers, his wide receivers, rather, are a little spotty, but Darren Waller is going to have a hell of a season. Daniel Jones also runs. Love running quarterbacks.
0: Always Extremely high floor over. with running quarterbacks. Yeah.
1: All right. Um... Who in the world is this? Uh, Aaron Rodgers, and I can't read who my fourth one is here. Either way, Aaron Rodgers going to the 11th round. Perfectly okay if you don't end up with any of the other guys and you want to wait. If you want to wait till the 11th round to pick a quarterback, you can. You're going to get Aaron Rodgers there. That's fine. Yeah. All right, then the next tier. These are your two quarterback lead guys, your flex, your super flex guys, your second quarterbacks, um, or – If you absolutely just didn't pay attention, you didn't draft any other quarterbacks, and these guys are still here, Anthony Richardson leads this list for me. He's going in the 14th round of of most drafts. If you want to draft Anthony Richardson earlier than that, that's fine, and go with Anthony Richardson as your quarterback this season, that's fine. Look, he's a freakish athlete. He should run a lot. It should be okay doing that. Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Russell Wilson, Matt Stafford, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, Brock Purdy. Stafford, Jordan Love, Bryce Young, Brock Purdy are going in the 17th round of drafts. All right, so you could very well just bulk up, just add depth of wide receivers and running backs all the way to the 15th round and later, and you could get Russell Wilson, Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, Jordan Love. I'm not going to do that this year. There's a lot more value to be had in the earlier tiers of quarterbacks, but if that happens to you, then by all means, you know? Um, So those are the... uh, and I would I would probably pick a young guy when it gets to that late anyway. Um, I'm not waiting on a quarterback if I'm in a super flex league. That's where you can start two quarterbacks. Or a two-quarterback league where you're, it's not a flex. It's just two quarterback spots. If I go into a super flex, I'm drafting a quarterback in the first round. You have to get one of the great quarterbacks in the first round. Um, I actually did go into a super flex last week where – Everybody was gone, but Justin Jefferson was still there. In that situation, take Justin Jefferson. Like, Yeah. yeah. All right. Make the other picks with whatever you got to be dealt with. If you get Justin Jefferson in the seventh round or seventh overall pick because everybody else is picking quarterbacks, then – Yeah, so be it. Take it. <laughs> you know, so that's our quarterback tiers. How much time there uh, we got left, Dom? Are we uh, up against it? Yeah, I was going to
2: say, we. We're, I was about to start hitting the music here, so All you right. got about 40 seconds.
1: That's fine. So give us a call, 404 726 0929. Another story that I did have in uh, headlines, just because it's fun. So, do you know or have you heard of. Where am I, where'd it go? Sorry, people out there listening. Holly Saunders. She used to work for PGA, used to work for the golf channel. She was a golf okay. reporter. She'd be the person that would try to grab uh, golfers as they came off golf courses. Okay, got you. So she has decided that with her fame and notoriety that she has earned, that she's going to be leaving that realm of being a sports reporter. She's going to start up a new sports league. It's going to be a topless sports league. Love it. Where women are going to compete in several different games topless. I have no idea where you're going to find this league, if it's going to be pay-per-view or if it's going to be on, like, I don't know, some app that you got to pay for. She describes it as, this is almost like jackass, but with the sexiest women you've ever seen. Okay. I'm in. Sign me up. I'm in. <laughs> I know what people want to see, says Saunders. She's dating Oscar de la Hoya, if you've ever. Uh... Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She knows what the entertainment value of having topless females on the TV is. And I'll have to say that she's right. She was inspired by Girls Gone Wild. <laughs> I mean, look. And she also says that she can't believe that this is never nobody's ever thought of this before. So there you go. Topless sports league coming to a TV near you.
2: We had something like that. They had the Lingerie Football League for a little bit. They've there. had,
1: yeah. But I mean, not like this though. No,
2: no, no. And then no, no. the
1: question came up on the midday show the other day. Well, what sports could topless girls play? Well, all of them.
2: I say all of them.
1: All right, we're gonna come back. It's uh it's uh, I got two words for you things rich people spend their money on and ask each other anything. 404-726-0929. Give us a call. Get on that phone line or shoot us a text on the Solemn Brothers Diamond text line. It is the same number. Uh, we'll be back. It's Bo Johnson experience on Sports Radio 9 Another game in the ninety nine, And the, and the uh, Odyssey out. There we go. Word. I can't believe what I just experienced.
2: Uh-huh. Back to the Bo Johnson Experience.
0: On Sports Radio 92.9, The Game. <laughs> Are you ready? Hey, you think you can
2: tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready.
0: Bow to the Masters. That's like a brace, yeah. like little man. man. Brace
1: down. down. Sports Radio National, the game. Welcome back to the Bo Johnson Experience. This is the time of the evening where I've got two words for somebody. You know what those two words are? See, I'm not 100 percent sure if we can say those two words. Because <laughs> they never say it on WWE, the, the crowd always says it. Yeah, and according to the FCC, we cannot describe a sex act. So technically, that it would technically be a sex act. Right. So, you know, it rhymes with with duck, but it starts with an S. Yeah. And you want to tell people to duck it. So I, I, that's that's where that's where I got two words for you comes from. Um, look. I've had it with these – I've had it with traffic pretty much. I wish I could just, you know, ride my scooter everywhere. And it always seems to be people in traffic that are making me mad. It's to blinker people that just think they can just leave their car anywhere they want to and throw on their blinkers, like yep. that's legal or something. Mm-hmm. That's illegal. You cannot do that. Uh, this, weekend, this week it's the uh, stop in the middle of the intersection, people. All right, there's a line. It's pretty definite. When you come up to a, a light and it's big and white and it's probably about a foot thick, it's called the line that you have to stop at. This is actually where if a law enforcement officer is going to give you a ticket or a, a law enforcement camera is going to send you a ticket, your car has to be past this line when the light turns red. That's how they tell if you've run a red light or not. All right, It's not actually that you go under the light, it's the line. Look, if the light's green and you can't fit on the other side of the intersection behind the car that's in front of you, stop at the line. All right, don't pull your freaking car into the middle of the intersection just for the light to turn red, and now here you are freaking sitting in the middle of the intersection preventing both lanes of traffic from the other direction from going. You are filthy. You're a filthy human being if you do that. All right, now when space clears up ahead of you, then go across the intersection. All right. Don't be that person that gets stuck in the middle of the freaking intersection when the light turns red. All right. We hate you. All right. If you miss the light, you miss the light. What is that going to do? It's going to put you at that light for another 60 seconds. These lights these days literally change colors like every 15, 20 seconds, it seems like. All right. It's not going to you're not going to make your meeting, you know, five minutes earlier if you have to sit through one more red light. All right. If that's the case. Leave your house earlier. I don't know what to tell you. Sometimes in life, you just have to accept the fact that you failed, like missing a turn. You don't have to dart in front of five lanes of traffic. Keep going and turn around. All right? You missed a turn. All right? Don't make it dangerous for everybody else. If you miss a red light, you miss a red light. So be it. Don't be the rudest person on the road and block everybody else from getting to where they're going because you missed one freaking red light. These people, man, in downtown, if we didn't have to drive through Midtown, Dom, it probably would not be anywhere <laughs> yeah. near the same. Like, I probably yeah. wouldn't have these problems up in Roswell.
2: I do have those,
1: but <laughs> not as often, though. Not as often. You know what
2: yeah, I mean? No. Yeah, no, no, no,
1: no, no. You got anybody you got two words for, Dom? That just... uh,
2: yeah, actually. Um, so I have two words for all of the Shakari Richardson haters out there. Um, everyone who doubted her, everyone who clowned her after she had her bad performance a few years ago, completely neg- Forgetting about the fact that she had lost her mother like two yeah. weeks before the Olympics, then was uh, not allowed to compete because of some bogus marijuana and, and all that other stuff. All she did this past week cleaned up at the men and women's track and field national competition. Did she has so like a bunch of medals. She so has like three gold medals yeah. right now and proved that she is the fastest woman in the world. I have two words for all of the Shakari Richardson haters. Shakari Richardson
1: haters and Leave your car in the middle of the intersection at the red light, people. We got two words for ya. Okay. That's fun. No, that's actually – that's therapeutic. It's very therapeutic. Absolutely. Even if they it's can't nice. hear us. Yeah.
2: It's, it's nice to get it out and put
1: it in the open. All right. Things rich people spend their money on. Do you watch Hard Knocks, Dom? Yes, I do. Have you watched this week? Yeah, I think it was this week. Yeah. Have you watched this week yet? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm up to date. <laughs> Look, got to love rich people and things they spend their money on. Like, it's so outlandish sometimes. But this, this one, Woody Johnson – Showing up on hard knocks with a big ass freaking diamond pendant on his yes. this is an old rich white yes. dude, right? Yes, but he wants to fit in with his team <laughs> right. so badly that he went to Al the jeweler who makes sauce gardener stuff and he had this big freaking didn't it say what did it have on it? It said uh it said his name on it, didn't it? Didn't it say Woody? It's, yeah, Woody. Yeah Woody. He got a big freaking, I'm talking about probably six to eight inches wide. Yeah. yeah. Gold diamonds pendant probably a couple inches high he's wearing it on his neck to try to build street cred with his freaking team shows up on hard knocks with this thing (laughs) on man it's freaking hilarious
2: yeah it's great
1: absolutely love it i just wish i had money to spend on stuff like that like i want to be on this segment for spending money two million dollars on a baseball card i want that type of loot i don't know if i'm ever going to get it so i guess that's why i'll just (laughs) i'll I'll enact my jealousy this way (laughs) in this segment on uh on the Bo Johnson experience. All right. Ask each other anything. Do we got any calls? No calls. All right. We did have a uh, a text or two. All right. Let's see if I can scroll to these here. Dom, this is asking both of us. Will Aaron Rodgers have more playoff wins with the Jets than Chad Pennington had? And he had two. That's from our guy, B Palin, who's always listening. Um, I'm going to go first here, and I'm going to say yes, and he may have more playoff wins this season than Chad Pennington this year. All right, He should at least have as many as Chad Pennington. I think the Jets are going to not only win their division, they might win a couple playoff games. So we'll see. What do you say, Dom? You think Aaron Rodgers has more wins as a Jet than Chad Pennington had?
2: Sure. Doesn't
1: necessarily say this season. Yeah, I was going to say,
2: he's, especially with him talking, he talks about he wants to be there for – at least you know, two, two years? three years. Yeah. So he built I, I a can house in New see. Jersey, or yeah. bought a house in New Jersey. I can absolutely see that.
1: Yeah, I think so too. What do you think the best punishment is for the loser in fantasy football?
2: Um. Who? So I've seen some that get super, super, super serious. Like one of my favorites, even though it's something I would never do. Um, where the winner gets to pick a tattoo that the one who came in last place has to Dude, get.
1: love that so much.
2: That stuff is awesome. I like stuff like, Because now it's like, it's not even necessarily just about winning. It's just like, you don't come in last place. Think,
0: that,
1: I think, is awesome. I would 100% sign off on that. And I just wish, it kind of takes everybody in your league that's willing to do that. Look, you could get a, if you just let somebody pick the tattoo, you could put it on a leg, you could put it on your butt for all anybody yeah, cares. Yeah. I would do that in a heartbeat. I would let one of my – if I lost, I'll lo- I have tattoos. I love tattoos. Absolutely. I'd get a tattooed of just whatever from anybody <laughs> and put it somewhere like on my thigh or something like yeah. that. Sure. Sign yeah. me up for that punishment. I'm not all about, like, the punishments who have, like, they pelt you with, like, tomatoes and stuff yeah. like that. Yeah. I'm not about inflicting pain on somebody. I do, however, love standing on a street corner. I suck at fantasy football yeah. signs and yeah, like that. Yeah, that's a good just one, Just to get too. some uh, – yeah. just to get some tears, we do have a uh, – we do have a call out there. Ask each other anything, Daryl. What you got for us? Calling from Smyrna.
2: Hey, what's going on, fellas? What's happening, listener? And I'm just listening uh, to you guys talk fantasy football. And uh, I have to disagree with you about the backup, the handcuff. You said Warren was probably the best. I got Jamal Williams, man. He was traded to the Saints. Okay. And now Alvin Kamara is going to be suspended for a few games, so. Hopefully he can put up some touchdowns like he did
1: last year. Yeah, I don't hate that. So Jamal Williams is actually going several rounds um, ahead. Thanks again for calling, uh, Daryl. We appreciate Daryl. Uh, Jamal Williams is look. He's not going to score 18 touchdowns again. I don't know that that I would consider Jamal Williams Alvin Kamara's handcuff. I would consider Jamal Williams just the RB two on New Orleans who's going to get yeah. plenty of work as just standalone.
2: Yeah, yeah. I would say Kendra
1: Miller might be the handcuff to Alvin Kamara who's also going to get a lot of run. While Alvin Kamara is suspended, but um, yeah, man, look, I agree with you. That's fine. Um, look, but yeah, Jamal Williams isn't going to go as late as Jalen Warren is. Was kind of my point behind Jalen Warren, but yeah, man, I I I actually agree with you there. Jamal Williams is going to have an RB two type season, and I'm saying RB two and fantasy type season. So yeah, man, pick him. Uh, Reese on the uh, line too. What's going on, Reese? What you got for us?
2: Hey, first of all, man, great story, man, with the uh, with the money, Mike situation. Hey, I appreciate it. That was it, man. an awesome
1: story, man. I appreciate it.
2: Um, I want you to know that the Falcons will be ten and seven this year. Woo. They'll be division champs. Woo. It's all about Arthur Smith. Like when he had a passing quarterback, yep. he threw the ball. When yep. he had a running quarterback, he ran the ball. Now we have a mix.
1: Everybody is just so against Desmond for some reason. All I, I need
2: can't, him to be is average. I can't I need figure him to be that average. out.
1: And I hate the term game manager, um, Yeah, but that's really that all you need nothing. to do. Just don't turn the ball over. Yeah. And Arthur Smith and those weapons that he has surrounded you with yeah. and Terry Fontenot, they are going to be just fine. I don't know about 10 and yeah. 7. I was calling 9 and 8, but they make the playoffs. I can't very right. well sit here and say that I think they're going to win the division because you know where my – I know you, you can't from your heart. If my team was garbage, though, I am objective enough. Look, I, lo- I work in Atlanta Sports Radio, and I do not forget that. All right, I, I'm very lucky to be here being able to talk on the radio. If my team was garbage, I would tell you that they're garbage. I just don't believe that they are. Now, right, right, right. I think that they're pretty evenly killed. I think the Bucks are going to be one of the worst teams in football, so they're out of it. Um, the, 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 the Panthers, okay. I think it's going to take, you know, Bryce Young a little bit of time, man, and God's for help the kid if he runs outside the box and doesn't slide or go out of bounds because we all know how much bigger these guys are in the NFL than they were in college, so – We'll see, man. But yeah, I, I agree, man. That the Desmond Ritter hate needs to go away. It's only been four starts. He never turned the ball over in those four starts. He did exactly, exactly. what he was asked to do. I agree with you one hundred percent, man. Appreciate you calling, bro. All righty. I did know. You, hey, yeah, you got a question? I
2: do have a question All right, for what you, you. Got so because I, I mentioned earlier uh, in, in one of our breaks we were talking, and I told you uh, random celebrity Daniel Radcliffe is a really big fantasy football guy. That's fantastic, um, by the way. Yeah, Harry Potter loves to play fantasy football. So for all of you out there, Harry Potter fans, you have something in common with him. Um, However, you mentioned that you were more of a Star Wars guy. You know, Harry Potter wasn't really your deal. So my question to you, and you cannot pick a movie from the original trilogy. Okay. What is your favorite Star Wars movie outside of the original trilogy?
1: Um, Episode three, uh, Revenge of the Sith. Mm, okay, it's actually my number one ranked Star Wars movie of all of the really nine, of all of the all. If really, you include if you throw in um, um, the spinoff movies, which I also think were great. Like yep. Solo was good. Solo was good. Um, uh, Rogue One. Rogue is One is one, is of, one, my one of the favorite. best. Yeah. Rogue One's probably a top five of all Star Wars. A- absolutely, movies. I absolutely loved uh, Episode Three. Um, I went and saw it three times the day that it came out. Really. I was wow. with three different groups of friends. <laughs> I saw it once at midnight on Thursday night. I saw it at noon on the Friday. I took off work for this day. I was a kitchen okay. manager with Outback this yeah. day, and I begged for the day off. And then I saw it at night at like seven o'clock with a totally different group of people. Had I had I not liked the movie, I wouldn't have done that. Right, obviously. And I just I just loved it. Like even though they were CGI, I thought the I thought the lightsaber battles were second to none. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought the struggle between Anakin and Obi Wan. And and what happens between them and the battle that they had? Yes. And yes. Obi Wan leaving Anakin,
2: sitting just there, burning, sitting there,
1: armless and which, legless. With, by the way, that
2: one scene, probably the best acting Hayden Christensen had done that entire trilogy. I agree. Like him sitting there burning with the whole "I hate you" and all man, that was so powerful, top tier.
1: Like I, it was, it really was. And and I don't I don't necessarily agree that it was the most powerful acting that Hayden did. In the entire, since he's played, you know, Darth Vader or Mm -hmm. Anakin. But we have to remember that in the first two of those movies, he was doing a great job at acting. Let's not forget that he was... Sent there, he got that role to be a whiny little kid.
2: Yeah, true. That's exactly who Anakin Skywalker <laughs> it well. was. Yes, and he played it well.
1: All right, he did play it well. So I don't hate episode two. It was a love story, but it's super necessary for the for the yep. Star Wars mythos. Mm-hmm. And I didn't hate Hayden Christian. I thought he played the part well. I don't think he's naturally just a whiny dude. You know, he <laughs> yeah. plays a stoner really well, too.
2: You know? Yeah. uh I'm Excited to see him in a uh, in the new Ahsoka series on Disney 2.
1: dude. I, ho- I hope they do it. He was phenomenal in the one scene they had together. Mm-hmm. No, it was Obi Wan uh, yeah, where w- they met face to face. If you watched Obi Wan, mm-hmm. um, that was great, man. Look, yeah. I love. He's great at playing. I think you wronged me, guy. Yeah. Like yes. I want yes. revenge on you because mm-hmm. I didn't get my way. Now yeah. I'm gonna go out here and exact my revenge on the world, guy. That's he plays that role perfectly. Whiny little beep-beep. You know what I mean? That's what he is. That's what yeah. Darth Vader is. Yeah, and yeah. he's a whiny little beep boop, and he uses his <laughs> lightsaber to, to go off and uh, you know, that was fun. I hear music playing. It's been three hours already. I hope that we were able to help you with your fantasy football drafts that you may have. Um, Dom, what's your Twitter?
2: Uh, you can find me at Dom, you are live. That's D-O-M, the letter U, the letter R, and then the word live.
1: You can reach out to me. I am at Jedi Sports Radio. Dom is in the 929 Fantasies League. You can tag any of us with your fantasy questions. In two weeks, I will be on Saturday morning at 7 o'clock a.m. to answer and give you all the stuff you need to know and is all that I can cram into one hour. So uh, tune into that as well. Um, Dom, thanks a lot, man. That was fun. Thank you to our callers. Uh, Reese and uh, I think it was Daryl Yeah, appreciate y'all Appreciate y'all, this has been the Bo Johnson Experience And uh, I'll check you later